But then I was like, I want to meet guys. Like, I want a job where I can, like, talk to boys. <laughs> so I just <laughs> All right. cold... I'm just being honest here. Like, I did a cold Google search, like, jobs to meet men. The Buyback. Yeah, baby. Oh, man. The Buyback podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Welcome to the buyback. My name is John. I'm Alex. And we are here with our new friend, Elena. How are you, Elena? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm going to Bank tonight for dinner. Do you either know Bank? Is that in Murray Hill? Yeah. Is it yeah, Chase or Bank of America? <laughs> I'm funny. Off to a good start. Strong start. I think I've been there before. And Elena, you have work at what time? Um, I have to be there at seven, but I like to eat dinner before and like I have a, a pre-shift ritual. So Ooh, can we, we know your pre-shift yeah. ritual? Sure. It depends on what shift I'm working. If I'm working a weekend night, it's like a lot of mental gymnastics for me to like get myself in a good headspace. And I've been trying to eat more before my shifts because I feel like halfway through I'm like dying. <laughs> I don't think people realize how much we're running around back there. Like you were running a fucking marathon. <laughs> like it's very physical. And so like if I don't bring food or if I don't eat before, I, I feel like I'm dying midway through. Yeah. So I try to like eat a really good meal. What's the meal tonight? I don't know yet. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do pasta or something. Yeah, like car- I, carb load? Carbo load. Yeah, that usually works pretty well. And then our bar back is amazing. He'll like go out and get me pizza like one that's when i start getting hungry so it's like it's it's fully a team effort i try not to like drink anything before my shift although i am having seltzer right now because i thought you guys might be drinking oh yeah yeah we are i'm i'm, okay. I'm in full pumpkin beer mode so. oh wow what is your what is your beer alex it's greater good which is a worcester uh brewery imperial pumpkin ale it's called giant pumpkin it's eight percent so You've had a theme lately. Big dad pants, giant pumpkin. You've had a I'm theme lately. just a big guy. <laughs> what seltzer are you drinking, Elena? I'm having Truly, which is like not my usual choice, but I had a housewarming party in July and I have all of this beer and seltzer in my fridge. I'm trying to get rid of it. Wow. I got a piece months. of PBR. Like, I don't know why I have PBR in my apartment. Like, I don't drink beer, but my brother <laughs> brought all his friends to my housewarming and I was like, I feel like guys in their 20s drink PBR, so I, I got a taste of it. John loves PBR. Guys in their 30s drink PBR, too. Yeah, guys in their 30s like PBR. <laughs> I knew I knew something. Uh, I am drinking tonight. What are you drinking, John? The Mountain Dew Baja Blast Zero Sugar Hard Seltzer? I, Sel- soda? <laughs> Let's look at the color. What's the, uh, this is an audio podcast, John. Nobody can see your color. I'm going to make a video out of it. <laughs> Look at that color. It looks like Baja Blast. It tastes like Baja Blast, too. It looks like Kool-Aid. Yeah. I, it says zero sugar, but I have to imagine it would give you a hangover either way. It's, it also says only 5% alcohol, so I'm very okay with it. It tastes fine. Huh? 100 cals per serving. We'll see how you feel at the end of the podcast, if it affects you in any kind of way. Sure. All right, um, back on track. Sorry. We're, I don't like to drink before my shift because then I, I get tired. Hmm. So um, usually I'll have a cup of coffee before or like a Celsius or something to get my energy up because I'm just always tired. <laughs> I, I'm just like chronically tired and irritated. You're allowed to drink 
at where you are, right? Yeah, we can drink. I really don't, though, when I'm working. Like, I feel like I don't have time. When I first started bartending, I took a lot of shots behind the bar because mm. I was excited. I didn't realize that there are consequences for that, not necessarily from, like, a managerial standpoint, but just, like, I'm not able to do my job as well when I'm drinking. Like, it just, like, I feel like I make a lot of mistakes. Like, I'll run the wrong card. Like, I'll just, like... Yeah. And I, I, I always tell people, I'm like, I have to count money. Like, I'm not drinking. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the bar that you work at? I'm 23. I graduated college a year ago, but I've been in the bar and food industry since I was 18. And then I'm also a dancer. And so my other my other life that I live is a, a, as a dance educator. So I work at a studio and I do like after school programming for them. And then I also... I'm going to be working for the DOE and doing teaching artist work for the Department of Education. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. But for right now, I'm a bartender and I have a rich family history in bartending. My mom was a bartender for many years. She worked at this place called Mexico Next to Texaco in Midtown East in the 90s. So <laughs> What a name. For Queen's of Fame. And she also is the author of The Complete Bartender, which, shout out to my mom, you can find it on Amazon. <laughs> I have it behind me. It's, a, it's, it's on my bar cart. But Ooh. yeah, my mom, she's a writer. So when she was getting into publishing, she bartended for a while just to like make extra money. So it was always something that I was interested in doing, not necessarily as a career, but I just like wanted to learn how to make drinks. So like during COVID, she showed me some stuff and I was like, oh, this could be fun. And my brother, uh, he barbacks at another bar in the East Village and he's, they're training him to bartend. So it's like a full family affair. Nice. <laughs> what bar does your brother work at? If you're He works at Offside. I don't know Offside. I don't know that one either. They're new. Okay. So, or they were actually open before COVID, but in a different location and they're an Islanders bar. So it's like a... A sports bar, um, and it's a few blocks away from Docs, so which is where I work. So it's like we're taking over these bunch. <laughs> who visits who more? I give full credit to my brother. He comes and visits me like pretty much every shift I've ever worked in my bar career. He's he's stopped by. He's Aww. very supportive. He's also he's my older brother, so I think maybe part of it is like he's concerned and he just wants to check on me, but he'll he'll bring people in. Like he's he's really good about that and. My parents also come a lot. I don't know if people think that's weird, but they're also just really supportive. Like they'll come and hang out. My mom will like bring her laptop and she'll do work from the bar, like on my slower day shifts. I think that's um, incredible. I, uh, I think that's I awesome. also think it's incredible because it's Doc Holidays. Yeah. <laughs> my, brother, my brother works in advertising. That's like his main job. So like he will like sometimes take his calls <laughs> from the bar. Like it's, it's really funny. Can you tell Wait, us a little bit tell- about Docs? Yeah. So it's like a, a very classic East Village bar. It's been there for 29 years this year. So it's been around for a really long time, which is, I think, a testament to what a well-run establishment it is. Because, you know, to make it that long in New York, is that's hard, especially like post-COVID, the bar's closed. So I think it's, you know, really a testament to, to the bar. It's a very no-nonsense dive bar, like no frills. We don't have limes. <laughs> we don't have cocktails. Like we had a sign up that said no mixology. Like we were there to work. We're there to do our job. It's it's really like no nonsense. But it's a really interesting dive bar because it's also high volume on the weekends. We have a line every weekend. So it gets really busy. 
But during the day, it's very neighborhoody, like a lot of regulars, a lot of people that have been going there for a long time. But yeah, it's like really the dream bar job. It's not very difficult bartending wise, but I think from a, a skill set standpoint, it, it really takes a specific type of person to be able to work there and you have to be really assertive and strong headed. And I think when I first started working there, I didn't, I didn't realize how like strong of a person it would make me. I'm like kind of blase and like very down to earth about things. And now I'm like, you come in, I check your ID. Like, <laughs> you know, like you can't fuck with me now. And I, I appreciate that it's given me that. It's a pool table too, right? And Doc Holliday's? Yeah, and that's a really big draw for the bar. We have like a pool league that comes in and we have like a, a pool list on the weekends. Like people people wait to play pool. So yeah, that's a big draw for sure. It's got the pool. T- it's got an old school jukebox too. Like the old school CD flippers, right? Yeah, it's like a, it's not the original jukebox that was there, but um, I really like that there's a jukebox because I don't have to deal with a DJ. <laughs> if the jukebox like, isn't playing, is there no music? Yeah, pretty much. Like, we rely on that. So it's, like, a big part of our job to make sure there's always music playing. Or sometimes we do 80s night where, like, we'll all play music from my phone. But that's, like, once in a while. Is it? I love 80s night. I'm I'm always very excited when we do it. I think my favorite yeah, part we, about Docs is the, the you just have, like, insane signage behind the bar. Hundreds of sarcastic always, signs. Like, yeah, people always want to know, like why we have the signs and I think it just like it sets the tone for the bar like you know you come in and this is our turf in a way like you have to be respectful of of our establishment and we have one sign which is my favorite please take your sense of entitlement somewhere else excellent that is that is the bar in a nutshell like if you're gonna come in and be entitled which a lot of our clientele you know it's like a younger crowd like people don't know how to behave in a bar I like that it says that because I think nice. a lot of a lot of people my age don't know how to act. <laughs> and they're all homemade signs too, which I think is cool too. The fact that like that sign is written with like care. Yeah, my manager does all of them. I love it. I think it's awesome. I think it's very unique and it's iconic to the bar. Yeah. What's your biggest customer pet peeve other than entitlement? You skipped a question. Oh, what did I skip? Bar history. How'd you got to docs? Oh, this oh yeah, how'd you get to docs? Okay, well, I, can I start from the beginning of my yeah business? yeah? It's I think it's a I think it's funny. So I went to I went to college in New York, but my freshman year I went to a school in Florida. Weird life decision that I made when I was eighteen. I was like, I want to be in Florida, and then midway through, like I'm born and raised in New York, so midway through I was like, I'm not staying here. Um, so I knew I was going to move back, and I knew I needed to get a job for the summer, but I had no experience in anything, like, besides being a dancer, which I think gives you a lot of skills, but it wasn't, like, specific skills. So I, I thought maybe I would, like, work front desk at a yoga studio or something like that. Um, I thought maybe I would be a hostess somewhere. But then I was like, I want to meet guys. Like, I want a job where I can, like, talk to boys. <laughs> <laughs> so I just told right. I'm just being honest here. Like I did a cold Google search, like jobs to meet men. Bartending. <laughs> but bartending was one of them. And also I was 18. I wasn't old enough to be in a bar. So I was like, that would be really cool if I had a job where I could be in a bar that I couldn't get into, but I could be there and like work there. So I was determined to find a, some kind of a job at a bar. And I was like, maybe I'll bar back. Maybe I'll cut limes. Like maybe I'll just do something for a bar, but I want to be at a bar. 
so I started like emailing places. I was like, are you hiring for hostesses? Which like looking back was kind of like a long stretch. Like most bars don't really have like a hostess, especially the kind of bars that I was trying to work at. But when I got back to New York, my mom helped me print resumes that like obviously had no experience on them. I was just like, I'm a dancer, (laughs) hire me. But she put them in like a purple Velcro folder for me. And uh, they're, my parents live in Great Neck. So I took the train into the city. Didn't know where I was going. I was like, I'll go to Murray Hill. I feel like that's like a bro-y neighborhood. Like there's a lot of bars in Murray Hill. So I get to like Third Avenue, like in the 30s. And I'm like walking up and down the street. I'm like, I don't know. Like, what do I do? <laughs> and I I see across the street, Joshua Tree. No. Yeah. <laughs> But one of the lights is out on the sign I'm, yep. and it's super dingy looking. And I was like, I think I want to work there. So I, I called and I was like, are you hiring? I didn't specify like what position I was looking for. I just asked if they were hiring and they're like, maybe. So I go in and she like took one look at me and she was like, we'll train you to be a server. And I was like, okay, like, cool. So I, I go the next day and I shadow this girl who had been working there for a while and it was just a disaster for me. Like I, I didn't ever have like a sip of alcohol until like much later than most people. Like I had no idea what different types of beer there was or liquor. I was just like, I I was totally lost. And I shadowed her and I, she was like, okay, so you're going to take this table's order. And they were like, okay, so I have a Peroni and a Yangling and a Pacifico. And I was like, okay, like, great. And I get back to the terminal and I, and she was like, okay, now you have to ring it in. And I was like, I don't even know what they said. Like, I didn't write it down. I, I don't even, I, there were two different languages. What the fuck is a Peroni? Like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea what's happening. So after that disaster, they put me on alone on like a Wednesday night and it was the hockey championship that night. So the place was fucking mobbed. Like it was, it was packed. Um, and I was the only server on. I was in charge of like, the entire bar, like the entire floor. And I was, it was like flooded with men with like backwards hats. And I was like, I'm in heaven. Like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do my job. I'm so excited to be here. And I, I like, I killed it. Like I took care of everyone. I made so much money that night. I, it was the first time I had experienced being in the weeds. And I like got that high for the first time of what it's like to like be rushing and like be under pressure. And I, I killed it. Like I just, I did a really solid job. And once I figured out how to like, ring things in. I was like super faceted. And um, I was like, wow, I can make a lot of money doing this. And so that was the first time I was like, oh, like this is like a good part-time job. The timing for that job was really unfortunate because I started working there July of 2019. So it was like a little bit before COVID. So I only worked there for like six months and then COVID happened and I was, you know, all the bars and restaurants in New York closed. So um, Joshua Tree closed for good, for good right? yeah. yeah. I was going to say, they never they yeah. never reopened after that, which I think, like, looking back, I don't think I, I would have ever gotten to bartend there. I don't, it wasn't really the kind of place where there was a lot of growth within. Like, the people that bartended there had been there for a long time, yeah. and they were seasoned. I mean, they were, like, long-term employees, and places like that that don't have a lot of turnover, it's, you know, there's no turnover for a reason. Like, it's a good job. Yeah. So... COVID happened and then that's when my mom started showing me like cocktails at home and we were just making drinks at home and it was fun. Uh, and then I moved back to the city and I like started to have Joshua Tree nostalgia and I was like, oh, I miss, I kind of miss waitressing. So 
I, I was living in the East Village, so I was around all like a million bars. And that's how my Hair of the Dog chapter emerged. Hey, Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately, it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. And we are back. So I, I worked some... in Hair of the Dog for like two years. So that, that was like pre, pre-docs. That was my, my college job. And I was extremely, extremely lucky to get in to that bar when I did because it was still COVID. So it wasn't really a bar yet. It was like bartenders were servers, servers were bartenders. We were all going behind the bar to make our drinks and then we were all serving. So I got to learn how to bartend when it was slow. And like that, that's unheard of. You don't have time for that ever. So I had like a good three months before bars reopened where I had a really amazing mentor who showed me everything. She's really patient with me. She had been working there for like eight years. She was, you know, a a seasoned vet. So she showed me the ropes. And when they reopened, I got football Sundays. That was my shift. And I did that for a year and it was I had so much fun. It was like a really good learning experience for me. And that's really where I learned how to bartend. It wasn't a cocktail bar, but I still learned how to make cocktails. I learned how to do all the stupid shots that people ask for, like green tea shots and like <laughs> picklebacks. Like I, I learned I learned how to do my job. And I was really a waitress there. And I worked Thursday evenings. And there was one Thursday where it was like, unexpectedly busy like the bar just got slammed and they had two bartenders on the main bar and my mentor Katie she's also a manager she was like Elena I need you behind the bar right now and I had never done high volume before but I was just like again like excited to be there I was like oh my god this is so fun and I I was a disaster behind the bar like I (laughs) receipts were everywhere it was a mess like I was spilling things but I you know I was just happy to be there. <laughs> and I think I, I did that a couple times. After I did that one time, she's like, okay, this is an option on Thursdays. Like you can jump behind the bar when it gets busy. So I'd always pray that it would get busy <laughs> so that I could get to bartend. But after I did Sundays for a while, you know, then they would throw me on like a Saturday night or Friday night. Like I, I was given more opportunities. I worked there until about like a year ago I left. And that's when I started working at Docs. So I've been at, at Docs for the past year. You have some quintessential bars under your belt. East, yeah, East like, Savory are... side bars, yeah. Yeah. That's it's wild. Like, I feel really fortunate that I, like, if you're going to work at bars, like, I think I really hit the lottery with all of them. Like, I, I had such great experience, and I think it was all a similar clientele and not the kind of people I would hang out with, but it's, like, it's a good clientele to have at a bar because they spend a lot of money. They're, you know, they, they bring a lot of people in. And I don't, I don't really see myself working at like a high-end cocktail bar. That's more where I would go to like hang out. But I, I don't think I would want to work somewhere like that. So I, I like that I work somewhere where it's just like, here's your beer. I don't get out of my face. Like it's, yeah. it's just, you know, it's high volume. It's a lot of turnover. It's not a lot of like difficult bartending. It's speed bartending. So I think Hair of the Dog gave me that experience. And I think it, it taught me how to do my job. You have to be thrown into the fire. And like when I had those Thursdays, I I had the opportunity to be like, oh my God, this is a lot of people (laughs) and they all want drinks and I need to figure it out and I need to learn how to multitask and I like, I need to be fast. 
I, yeah, I have a lot of really good experience under my belt and I, you know, I've, I've never left on, on bad terms from anywhere. It was more of just like, oh, I'm ready for the next thing. Um, I was ready to like, just to do something new. And that's kind of how I got into docs, which I really hit the lottery with docs. I mean, it's like such an awesome place to work. Did you just walk in? You're like, I'm looking for a job. And they're like, cool. Yeah. I just dropped off a resume. You know, now it's funny. Cause like I work at the bar and like, I get resumes, people come in with resumes all the time. And I was like, Oh, I, you know, that was me. <laughs> so you never know, like dropping off a resume, you really never know what it'll turn into. And I dropped it off. I didn't really hear anything for a little bit. And then, and then I went through like the training period, which was like, honestly, like a month long of learning oh, procedural stuff. Like it's a very specific place to work. And I think you really have to learn how things are done. And especially during the day, like you're doing security, you're IDing people, you're bar backing, like you wear a lot of hats, you know, you're there alone. So you're bartending, you're IDing people. There's a lot involved and it's a lot of responsibility. So the training period was like a month long for me. And then, yeah, I've been there for a year. Now, now Alex. Now I can ask my now question. Now you can ask your question. Okay, perfect. So what's your biggest customer pet peeve? Oh my God, I have so many. <laughs> you can give us all of them. Like I said, I'm chronically irritated, like, especially on the weekends. I'm just annoyed with everyone. Um, I would say the biggest one for me is impatience. Like you see, I'm running around, you see, I'm incredibly busy. I will get to you, but people are like so impatient. And I have to say like, I see you, I will get to you, but you need to relax. <laughs> but you can say that at Doc Holidays, right? Like you're allowed to have an attitude there. I'm never rude. I'm just like, this is how it's going to be. And you have to wait for me because I one person and I can only do one thing at a time. And it's like, we were talking about pre-shift ritual. Like that's like an affirmation I have to tell myself. Like I'm, I can only do one thing at a time because then I will get overwhelmed. Like I can't make six drinks at once. I can do one thing at a time. I can bring one thing in at a time. Like that's just the unfortunate reality. I wish I had six hands, but I don't. So people have to wait. I don't know why when people have like one drink in them, they're like, it's an emergency. And one really good piece of advice someone gave me is like, there are no emergencies in bars unless someone's vitals are off. It's not an emergency if you're waiting for a drink. And if it's a true emergency, then that's not my job. There are paramedics for that. So nothing is an emergency. And I, I pride myself on being fast and efficient. I try my best to be fast and efficient and to make sure everyone's taken care of mostly so that they're away from me and I can just <laughs> take a to breathe. But I want to make sure everyone gets served quickly. And I, it, it's great when people are understanding of like, they need to be patient. I hate when people like wave me down or like flag their card in my face. Like, can you not do that? Like, I see you. I promise I see you. Like, I'm not going to skip over you. I hate that. God, what else? I hate when people call me sweetie. That's a big one. Mm. This guy did that to me recently. He was like, I'll have another tequila soda, sweetie. And I was like, ugh. Like, I, I, I couldn't even help. It was like a visceral reaction. I was like, ugh. I can't, like, I can't. No, just no. Was he older or younger? Because I feel like older men do that, but I've definitely seen younger men do that now. And the oh, younger really? men are even worse when they say that's, it. That's, 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 I just dish it right back. I, I love, like the slight emasculation of men. Like if I'm just like, what's up, babe? Like, can I get you another one, babe? And I feel like it just makes them feel just a little bit small, but in a way where they're like, oh, that's cute. And like, here's all my money. But you can't- just manipulating them. It's really manipulating them. <laughs> I agree. But I just, I hate people who do that to me. Like, this is my turf right now. Like, you don't get to make me feel small. I'm in charge. 
that's another reason why I love working there because you can be a really strong headed mm -hmm. woman. And, you know, the amount of like harassment I had to deal with when I was waitressing was ridiculous. Like I had, I felt like I had no protection, whereas now there's literally a physical barrier between me and customers and I'm not getting touched by people. I'm not being harassed as much. Like if someone says something disgusting, I'm like, hey, you're out, you need to leave. Like it's it's so much easier because I feel like I'm in charge. Whereas waitressing, you're, it's so vulnerable. Like you're just in the mix of people, you're in a crowded bar and like, it's so easy for someone to just do something like disgusting. So that's also why I love being a bartender because I just feel like I have that physical separation. I don't know if I've said um, this before, but Alex, correct me if I have. There's a, there's a huge mental difference, too, because when you're a waitress or a waiter and you go to a table, you, your job is to say, how can I, what can I do for you? How can I make your life better? And when you're a right. bartender, people have to approach you and say, may you please make my life better. Right. And it's a, a huge... very different dynamic, yeah. super different dynamic. And, and not to mention there, there's like a financial discrepancy, too. Like, I, you know, bartending is not always more money, but I, in my experience, it, it has been. And so I just I feel more empowered i just i feel like i put my time in waitressing and and now i get to bartend because that's like a general growth like or you bar back and then you bartend or you waitress and then you bartend so i i feel although waitressing is like harder in a lot of ways like looking back i it's hard it's really really hard work i i like give so much credit to people who wait tables it's very very difficult now i mean we don't even serve food at docs so it's you know it, that makes my life easier is docs a completely female bar staff all the bartenders are, yeah. yeah. We have uh, our barbacks. Well, our barbacks are like security also, but th those are guys. It just like, that's our, yeah, I, I feel like it just makes sense. I don't know. It works for docs. It, re it yeah. really does. It just, yeah, I think it like in some places it's nice to have a guy bartender. Like if I went to a bar where it was like football Sundays, when I did that, I heard the dog, it was like me and a guy. We did that shit together. So like that made sense. I think where my brother works, it makes sense that there's a lot of guy bartenders um, but at docs, like it just makes sense. It also know? is, it, it's not a sleazy all female. Like it's not like a coyote ugly kind of situation. Like I really no, feel like you guys are in charge and people respect you. Yeah. And if they don't, then like, <laughs> you're out. Yeah. You're out. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, it, but it, yeah, it's a different, it's not sleazy. Um, I think it's like a lot of really strong women and I, yeah. I, I, I appreciate that about docs for sure. You've worked at three pretty iconic East Village bars. Alex and I, I think, have been to all three together. Oh, oh yeah. Um, I probably met you guys at some point. I feel like I met you guys at Joshua's Tree or something. It's, it's, oh, it's possible. That's, that, yeah, that is very possible. If you want to talk about your 80s, you love 80s night at Doc Holidays. We used to go to I, Joshua Tree for the music. We do, yeah, 80s night at Joshua Tree. That's where my love for 80s music emerged. Working at these bars, what stories do you have? What You worked at Hair of the Dog, which is one of a chain of pretty well-known new york bars including hair of the dog 13th step which is gone um gin off mill. the wagon J J jake's dilemma like the list gin goes mill, yeah. on gin mill what's going stumble it jeez these bars and all of these bars were <laughs> i think from... I went, i've been to most if not all of them stumble in was like my main one for a while yeah. upper east side right yeah i would just go and like make out with everyone <laughs> <laughs> Uh-uh-uh, not so fast. You want to hear more about this? How about mulch in a toilet? What about John's only bar fight he's ever been in? Well, you're going to have to tune in next week for part two of Elena.
See you then. Here at the buyback, one of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule. Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Bar rule. Bar rule. <laughs> bar rule. <laughs> Push in your stool after you get up from the bar. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> bar rule. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the buyback, follow us on Twitter at the buyback, on Instagram at the buyback podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. If you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time. Well, there we go. <laughs> I'm funny.